You're listening to Praxis Makes Perfect by REI. Welcome everybody to Praxis Makes Perfect, a podcast by the Center for Human Rights, Equity, and Inclusion. We haven't been around for a while. Things got really busy around here. And with us today is actually a guest. Uh, could you introduce yourself, sure. Jessica? My name is Jessica Thayer, and I'm the Education and Training Specialist at the Center for Sexual Violence Response, Support, and Education. Today, actually, we want to talk about an upcoming event, the 16 Days of Activism Against Gender-Based Violence, right? And it's a three-week-long educational and advocacy campaign that happens every year. And the 16 days have traditionally served as an occasion to highlight and call out or speak against gender-based violence against women, girls, 2SLGBTQ, IA, two-spirit, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer questioning, intersex, asexual, etc. You know, gender-diverse individuals. Now, the 16 Days of Activism Against Gender-Based Violence was also used to be known as the uh, 16 Days of Activism Against Violence Against Women. You know, sometimes... It still gets called that, but it's also interesting to talk about how over the years, you know, we've started substituting gender-based violence instead of just violence against women. So we hope to talk about that with Jessica and a lot of other things coming up. So Jessica, can you tell us about uh, your role and at the center and what the center's mandate and mm-hmm. services are? So my position is the education and training specialist. So I create uh, trainings. I work on events, campaigns, assist with policy, and Mm -hmm. anything else that's needed at the center. Uh, And we have an amazing team of support and service coordinator. We have an amazing admin staff and our director and executive director as well, as well as our peer trainer who trains all of our front-facing students. So the center facilitates support services and accommodations for those that have experienced sexual violence for all students, staff, and faculty. And the support is offered based on the needs and wishes of the survivor mm-hmm. who is disclosing or reporting. There's no f- time frame for when the incident has occurred for you to come forward. And you don't necessarily need to get into the details if you're just seeking support. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? We don't need to know the who, what, where, or how unless you wish to file a complaint. Now, I think it's also important to note that there is support for respondents. So those are people that have complaints launched against them. Mm-hmm. And that is through our Office of Student Community Relations. It is separate so that the complainant and the respondent will never, you know, uh, cross each other's paths if not necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the services that survivors may look at, and I'm not providing an exhaustive list because it really depends on the person, yeah. is ac- academic accommodations if they're students, mm-hmm. workplace accommodations if they're staff or faculty. Uh, it can be like... Um, 
emergency housing, financial assistance, um, housing relocation on campus if, you know, the person is within the residence, referral to medical services. And we have a lot of partnerships with off-campus trauma-informed services. Mm -hmm. So let's say you're looking for your specific cultural um, needs or you want gender-specific needs. You know, Mm -hmm. you want someone with a framework for the queer community and addressing sexual violence. We can help support you. And we have no ego in, you know, making a referral. We just want to make sure that you're best supported and we help you academically and through the support that you need to get through. Mm-hmm. That's amazing, Jessica. Now, I've found that it's very important to um, talk about the services that are available for our members of the York community because surprisingly, sometimes, you know, I've come across students who in their fourth year are like, oh, I didn't know there was such and such a center, right? So at the end of the program and on our website, we'll be, you know, making available those links, those contact details for you to find out more about the center. Perfect. Now, we wanted to talk about the 16 days of activism. And it's because there are a lot of, you know, campaigns, uh, events coming up. Uh, in line with that. And I know that the center every year works to um, provide these events, roll out these events. Can you tell us a little bit about the origins of the campaign, the 16 Days of Activism? Sure. So the 16 Days of Activism Against Gender-Based Violence is an annual international campaign that kicks off on November 25th which is the International Day of Elimination of Violence Against Women, and Mm -hmm. goes until December 10th, and that's the World Human Rights Day. Mm -hmm. Within those days, there's also, you know, international days on other days as well that you would want to maybe make links to. I think there's the International Day for Persons with Disabilities, International Day for Elimination of Racism. So this was started by a group of activists at the inaugural Women's Global uh, Leadership Institute in 1991, and it's coordinated every year by Women's Global Leadership. It was used as an organizing strategy for individuals and organizations around the world to call for the prevention and elimination of violence against women and girls. Now, um, the UN uh, United Nations uh, Secretary General has themed this uh, "Unite." And by 2030, to end violence against women and children. So it's called the Unite Campaign. Mm -hmm. And it calls for global actions to increase awareness, uh, galvanize advocacy efforts, and share um, knowledge and innovations. And so what we want to do at York is we want to contribute to that global call. We know, especially during the pandemic the past few years, there was a lot of violence in the homes, Mm -hmm. especially from women and children, of course. And so how do we work together as a community to come together to, you know, support those that need it, Mm -hmm. while also changing mindsets, views, beliefs, attitudes, and creating spaces where people can, you know, find support, but also learn and unlearn what they've been taught by society. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's very interesting, right? So it's actually an international event, and this is York's contribution. Mm -hmm. Um, So there is also, you know, a particular event that falls around the period, right, which is the commemoration or the remembrance that that takes place every December 6th. What is it, the key event that we're commemorating? So I want to give a bit of a content warning that I will be talking about femicide. Mm-hmm. Um, and so on December 6, 1989 at L'Ecole Polytechnique, uh, an individual named Marc Lepine entered the University of Montreal with the intent to kill women, and he blamed them for his failure to gain entrance into the engineering program. 
So he separated students by gender and he began his, uh, what they would call the Montreal Massacre. So following this targeted act of lethal violence against women, 14 women had passed away and other 10 were injured. And then uh, he took his own life. Mm. Um, The aftermath, a lot of people were describing his actions of someone, and this is the language that was used that I don't necessarily agree with, but madman. And a lot of the disconnect was made from his hateful regard of misogynistic uh, views and taking away the attitudes that he had towards women. And so a lot of people weren't acknowledging the fact that this was femicide. This was a directed act of violence Mm -hmm. against women. Um, And that's where that is consistent with the terminology of femicide. So every year on December 6th now, Canadians across the country come together to honor the victims of what is referred to as the Montreal Massacre and other femicide victims throughout everyday life that lose their lives because they're women and it's because of violence against them. And so that's where Parliament in 1991 uh, declared the National Day of Remembrance and Action on Violence Against Women to be December 6th. So oftentimes there are memorials to remember the massacre, while there's also uh, opportunities to raise awareness about the ongoing femicide that's happening by intimate partner violence and other issues that women and girls are facing as well. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting what you said that uh, initially, it wasn't even being acknowledged, right? The way it was reported. Now, I wasn't ca- in Canada yet when this happened, but I, when I started teaching women and gender studies uh, many moons ago and coming here to Canada, I learned about this, you know, did my own readings. And you were, you were absolutely right. I noticed early reports, you know, when you look at it, didn't even describe how this was a targeted shooting you know he made sure it was women that he was targeting uh now what is the main purpose would you say of the memorial that we're doing and do you have any idea how long has this been going on so the memorial has been happening for York. I can only speak to how long I've been here. So mm-hmm. I would say maybe six to seven years, but okay. it may have happened before. Mm-hmm. I used to organize as a student um, oh, okay. the memorial when I went to York University. Uh, and the intention behind the memorial is not only to pay, you know, homage mm-hmm. and especially raise awareness at our engineering school of Lassonde mm-hmm. about that this still exists, but also to acknowledge that there is an ongoing set of violence against women, whether it's through attitudes and beliefs in STEM, Mm -hmm. uh, that women are still underpaid versus men, uh, and that all of these are contributions, right? And so when we're at the memorial, we talk about missing and murdered Indigenous women and girls and two-spirited folks. We talk about, uh, we have events that talk about misogynoir and the violence against black women that's Mm -hmm. faced. We talk about femicide and, you know, the ways in which violence against women is tolerated um, and how we can do better and be different on campus, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think the memorial is a chance to reflect, pause, and acknowledge our history and make a commitment to moving forward to ensure this happens never again. Mm-hmm. It's very good that you mentioned uh, that Lassonde is uh, an active partner in this. And I remember this is not the, going to be the first time that they're going to host. No, we, we co-host it with them. Yes. So it is, you know, something that has significance for uh, the industry and the discipline that is engineering. And it's actually something, you know, in the context of equity, diversity, and inclusion. I I believe uh, our 
folks there at engineering are still trying to address, right? I read, for instance, today that up to now, only 18% of uh, professionals in engineering in Canada are women, right, or identify as women, and that it's been slow going. But definitely there are efforts within the industry, you know, and of course, the academe to address this imbalance. I, right? I do want to say uh, something we've been working on with the faculty of La- mm-hmm. or the School of Lausanne Engineering is all first-year students in engineering mm-hmm. are trained with our active bystander program that focuses on Amazing. intersectionality, That's good. sexual violence. And the professors are very committed. We have our time and space mm-hmm. to reach out. We have learning outcomes that come out of it. And we talk about, you know, struggles that women engineers face, mm-hmm. right? Uh, especially group work. So <sighs> being told, you know, you can stick to the administrative tasks. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, let the men handle the real theory and practice. And oh, knowing no. they can come get support <laughs> from us and acknowledge it. And knowing they have professors that, you know, are strongly against this, yes. I think is really helping with changing the narratives. Instead of, mm. you know, summing, someone coming to fourth year having dealt with this their whole life uh, at their university and then thinking, maybe this isn't the career for me because I'm going to always face this. Instead yeah. of those roadblocks, we're trying to, you know, take away the barriers so that it's dealt with right mm-hmm. away and kind of change the attitudes and beliefs as people enter the space. Yeah, you're so right. It's also about retention. right? Mm-hmm. Just because you were able to make it, you know, you... Uh, we're accepted into the field, into the discipline. Doesn't mean you're going to stay if, yeah. if 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 nothing changes, right? Um, now, when and where will the memorial event be at York, right? So that folks can tune yeah. in. Yeah, so it's happening December sixth, Tuesday, December sixth, from eleven to twelve p.m. <laughs> it's going to be in the engineering building, so Bergeron uh, Center, and it will be on the main floor at the eatery Mm -hmm. Uh, that's where you can find the memorial Um, we will have an online component as well so individuals can get in touch and watch if you are at home that day Mm -hmm. Um, and we know it is the day right before exams uh, start so we want to be as accessible as possible Mm -hmm. and I know for a fact that we're still planning many of the events you know a lot more will probably come up but do you want to mention I have a whole list yes (laughs) please so I won't go into details of dates you can find that all on our website soon Mm -hmm. but we uh, thought and curated a bunch of events that would be support based educational based and us I guess a space for people to learn and unlearn Mm -hmm. so we have meditation that's what we're starting off our November 25th with uh, we have an event called Lessons Learned from Tragedies, Preventing Intimate Partner Homicide. We have a men's group for uh, male survivors of sexual violence and gender-based violence. Uh, we have an event called Massage Noir and the Impacts in the Workplace. So we're talking about the experiences of black women. We have a uh, general support group. We have art therapy. Uh, We have an event on grounding techniques one-on-one because this can be a very difficult time. Mm -hmm. And... Um, we are going to hopefully finish it off with the lunch and learn. The details are not finalized yet. Mm-hmm. We're really excited. And once they are, I will definitely um, have it out for folks. And I believe the YFS will be holding comfort spaces that people can access during this time as well if they need some decompression. Mm-hmm. Thank you for telling us all about that, Jessica. No problem. Okay. So for those of you uh, who want to tune in uh Uh, to our next episode actually it's going to be paired with this one and we're going to be talking to our uh, case management team here at REI a little bit about 
York policy on sexual violence, as well as a little bit about, uh, we'll get a discussion going with them about uh, the law on consent. So (laughs) thank you for joining us and for talking to us about that. Um, Hopefully I see more of you, our listeners, uh, at those activities and events uh, lined up by the center. Thank you, everybody.